0: Welcome to the Psychology of Romance Podcast, where Dr. Carlos discusses the latest research and insight on relationships. Now, here's your host, Dr. Carlos. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to be looking at intimacy and in relationships from an article on in the New York Times. We'll take an analysis of this for a second. Before we get started, make sure to share, subscribe, and hit that like button. There are many ways in which we show our love for our significant others. We all need and want different amounts of emotional and physical intimacy. But to what degree and how it's shown differs. Couples with Couples with different sex drives face hurdles. Many couples may also be involved in what they call inter-intimate relationships where each partner has different preferences when it comes to giving and receiving non-sexual affection. I wouldn't say many couples. I would say almost every couple. Inter-intimates describe the incongruent needs and desires that exist between people in a relationship, which inevitably will be mismatched at various times. That's the key and why I say every couple, because it really varies according to the times, how the different touches you'll see. Now, That was the case for a woman named Marcia Bell when she met her husband four years ago, Adam Brown. I'm gonna read the story because it might give us a little bit more insight. She says, I'm a married woman with a lot of affection to give. When I first met my husband, he was different and didn't consider non-sexual physical touch or physical affection a necessity. Now the problem plagued her dating history because my past relationships lacked physical closeness and non-sexual intimacy and arguments and problems would more easily break trust and loyalty. Breakups would be easy and unstoppable, she said. Touch is a form of intimacy, folks, distinct from sex, with its own set of rules that can threaten to undo romantic entanglements. Sometimes people in long-term relationships will touch a lot less, and it's important to understand your significant other's needs in regards to these non-sexual touches. These mismatched needs for affection and touch are common. and If you think about it, it's kind of rare for two humans to be in sync during the course of of a long-term relationship especially it caused a lot of stress this is now we're looking at Samuel Twumasi an economic development officer and Rhoda he says it caused a lot of stress phone calls to his mother I was desperate said Miss Tuamasi, who lives with her husband we wondered if getting married was a mistake in the first six months because we just did not understand how each other communicated or what the other person needed the couple also struggled with infertility According to Latisha Sampson, a clinical social worker, problems can arise if one partner feels skin starved and the other feels that they offer enough affection. So this lack of understanding again, lack of communication, honestly, what it is, a lot of people think it should be natural. They don't want to, I think it's because of the movies, right? People just automatically fall for one another and everything seems to work out perfectly because that's where the movie ends. They end with that honeymoon phase. They never get to four, five, six months deep into the relationship when things matter, when we become more comfortable and become who we are, somewhat of who we are. Regardless of quantity, physical affection, it plays a biological role in one's happiness. This is oxytocin, of course, you be probably familiar with that, the cuddle hormone. It releases high levels and moments of physical affection and research has pointed to its health benefits. Of course, oxytocin is also one of the main factors when um, you're a baby and your mother between the ages of uh, one month to 12 months, it's a really important component because it helps with affect regulation, emotional regulation, uh, the touching component. So when your mother touches you, when you're under stress as a baby, because you have to go poop or you have to eat because you're hungry the baby doesn't understand what that means so they start crying and they feel tension the mother's voice the mother's looking believe it or not into the eyes of the baby and touching them softly will release oxytocin will help them regulate emotions another one was actually is another story so let's continue so how do you reconcile your intimate inter intimate relationship really simple folks proper communication I mean, it's a simple solution, but it doesn't mean it's simply acted upon or implemented. So let me get that straight. Proper communication about affection, wants, and needs should occur often in the relationship. Rituals should be clearly identified in order to foster and maintain equilibrium. Couples may want to kiss good morning and good night. Embrace one another upon greeting and ensure there's cuddling before or after sexual intimacy. Have you ever noticed that maybe that stops? Sometimes that happens in long-term relationships. I would revive it. It is important that both partners meet in the middle and constantly adjust to ensure the other partner's needs are met. When approaching the topic of entry intimacy with your significant other, it helps to approach calmly and seek to understand and inquire rather than complain or demand. Don't do that. Start with a mutual understanding. None of us can fully be open and vulnerable when there are consequences, says Mr. Jacobs. Attach to not feeling. Once an understanding is established, work in aligning on what your needs and wants are and create that space for intimacy. Then schedule a touch session. The goal shouldn't be sex, though. It's connecting without any expectations. Good communication, a curiosity to understand what makes your significant other tick, and an active, active interest in meeting these needs are the formula for success in any relationship. So again, it's really important to be able to understand what the other person wants. Look, folks, sometimes you can also see how they act, right? Look at the family interactions, how their mother and father are. You'll kind of get an idea of where they are. When you're dating someone, try to find out. You'll know if they automatically want to hug you or kiss you when they first see you. and That keeps going. You'll know that's something they enjoy, they incline to. If they want to cuddle during movies or TV shows or read a book and they just put their feet on top of you, that contact is significant. There's a trust factor that comes with it. There's a security factor that comes with it. Oxytocin's released, even dopamine's released, which is your, kind of what you call it, the the reward neurotransmitter, right? It comes out, when it gets a dopamine hit, it's very powerful, right, with chocolate, drugs, sex, things of that nature, but you can get a dopamine hit just by lightly putting your feet on top of your significant other's lap while you're reading or watching TV. It provides that security. Security not in the sense of protecting from a threat, but actually you're protecting from an internal threat. The internal threat being a breakup, that you don't care about me, things of that nature. But the minute you connect, it shows we're connected. We're a team. We're together in this. So inter-intimate relationships, that component is very important. Make sure to do that. Wake up in the morning, you see your significant other in the kitchen, put your hands on their shoulders, give them a hug, give them a kiss, something light. doesn't have to be